Hey, you guys, tickets have officially gone on sale for my next virtual conference. In May, we did Rise Live Courage, and now we're doing Rise Live Healthy and Happy. We're spending an entire day, nine plus hours of programming with some of the greatest speakers in the world, all talking about how to live your life in such a way that you have the energy to have the life of your dreams. What does it look like to learn to eat intuitively? What does it look like to move your body in celebration? What does it look like to approach health from a place of love and celebration instead of shame? We believe that healthy and happy is about how you feel, not about how you look. So I am joined by incredible people like Jay Shetty and Stacy Flowers, Kelly Levesque, Dave Hollis, Trent Shelton, motivating the crap out of you. Me, talking about inspiration. And if you've ever been to a Rise conference before, you better believe you're also going to hear from Beans and Chris. It's going to be a day of fun and energy and so empowering. If you feel like you have fallen off your plan inside of quarantine, if you feel like you need a kick in the pants to get you motivated again, this is the day for you, and tickets start at $40. You can go to thehollisco.com right there at the top of the page. You'll see a big banner. Click on it. Let's hang out. Let's get fired up together. This is a weird question to ask about myself, but have you ever listened to the Rise podcast and thought, man, I wish Rachel Hollis could be my business coach? (laughs) I don't know that anyone's ever thought that, but even if you didn't, you're about to get the chance. For the first time ever, we are launching a coaching series for small business owners, for medium business owners, for basically anyone who wants to understand how to grow their revenue, how to increase the number of clients that they have, how to do work that matters, how to get attention on social media, basically all the things that I have learned through Google, through books, and through podcasts over the last 10 years. Every single month, we'll sit down for two hours in a live session where you can ask me questions and where I will teach on a topic that I feel like is foundational for a small business owner. To find out more information, head over to thehollisco.com forward slash coaching. Hey guys, on this week's episode of the Rise Podcast, I wanted to talk to you about the new year. My intention with Rise was always to offer wisdom and advice and tips and tricks to any of you who own small businesses or who are building a career. I'm really proud of being a woman in the business space and I'd like to help other women to grow and change their lives through their work. So this week, since we're at the beginning of a brand new year and also at the beginning of my absolute favorite time of the year, I thought I'd take you through how I do a review of my year and then set my goals and expectations, how I create the vision board, how I do all of the things to make sure that I keep growing my business every new year. So if you don't already have a plan for how you're going to goal set in 2019 for your business or your career, man, this is the episode for you. And if you do already have a plan, well, maybe listen in and get a few new ideas. 
Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. The first thing that I do at the end of every year, I am obsessed with this and I look forward to it like it's like the nerdiest thing in the whole world, is I do an audit of the previous year's calendar. It is worth saying that I did not come up with this idea. I actually got this from John Maxwell. John Maxwell has a book called 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, which y'all know I've talked about ad nauseum. You're like, please stop mentioning that book. But it is such a great book if you're getting into personal development and you kind of want to dip your toe in the water and understand what it's all about. I always recommend that one. But John talks about the idea that He sits down every year the week between Christmas and New Year's. It's a slower time of year in business. Many people have it off. Many people have, you know, the kids are maybe out of school or you're out of school. You just have the time to kind of give yourself some space and dream a little. But he audits his calendar. So he goes through his calendar and he looks at every single appointment that he had the year before. And in the book, he explains how he does the process. But I read that. And really wanted to come up with my own way to audit my calendar. So I did this. I took, I I think it took me about half a day. So you've got to find the time. I went away from my husband and my children. I I think I went into our office that day because it was empty. No one was there because it was over the holiday break. You could maybe go to a local coffee shop. Or maybe you do it at night after everyone's in bed or just find the space for yourself. Find like four hours because it's a legitimately significant endeavor. And I opened my calendar. I hope, by the way, that you are keeping. I hope you have a calendar because if you don't, that's a whole other show that we should talk about. But I keep my calendar on Google. I have Google Calendar. I have several different calendars on there. I really, this is not an ad, but I really like Google calendars because you can like check the box to look at your personal calendar, your travel calendar, your family calendar, your marketing calendar. Like they're all Google calendars of mine. And then I can uncheck boxes that I don't need to see or check boxes. So that's my favorite means. I know some of you like paper calendars. You actually like to write things down in a planner. But however you keep track of your appointments, you open up for 2018. So you're going to open up the 2018 calendar and you're going to review it. You literally start with January 1st, 2018 and you go day by day and you look and see how you spent your time. When I went through, I made three lists. This is what I want you to do. I want you to have a the first list be Things that were awesome, things that were worth my time, things that helped my business grow, things that positively affected me or my business, however you want to title that. You guys get the idea. These are really good things. This is the kind of stuff that we want to see more of in 2019. The second list that I want you to make is waste of time, waste of energy, 
things that you never want to do again, things that you're upset that you took on, things that cost you a lot of money or that cost you a business or cost you time or, or stress you out or make you anxious, things that you definitely do not ever want to do again. That's your second list. And the third list are the things that make you feel like you're living a good life. And that gets divided into five categories for me. So I, we've talked about this before. Um, and if you read Girl, Wash Your Face and you know that I, in the past, really struggled with being a workaholic. I, I really struggled with it. And part of the reason that I struggled so much was because I am really good at work. Do any of you have that? Any of you get that? You're like really good at your job and you really struggle with being a mom or you really struggle at home and so I threw myself into work because I was so good at that and then I would come home and really struggle with being at home and it's honestly been the work of five years six years to get to a place where I'm really proud of how I show up as a mom and how I show up as a wife I'm really proud of myself for making those things a massive priority in my life But there's a handful of experiences that make me really happy. And I've had a hard time remembering to do those things that make me really happy. Anyone get that? Like we'll take care of everything else, but we struggle to take care of ourselves. Or we'll kill it at business. We'll kill it with the kids. We're we're doing all these things. We're checking all the boxes. We're getting straight A, teacher's pet. We're doing all of it. But then you go an entire year and you're like, man, I didn't have any fun, which maybe sounds weird. I mean, or maybe sounds I don't even know. But have you ever had like months and months go by and you're like, when's the last time that I laughed until I peed my pants? When's the last time that I went to dinner with my girlfriends? When's the last time that I did something that makes me feel really happy, really good? And so that was my third list because I wanted to make sure that in 20, like when I was doing this was the last time I did this, obviously was 2017. So my mission was in 2018, I'm going to be able to look back and tell you that I did these five things that I love so much. So for your list, your third thing on your list, you need to figure out five things. I want you to write them down. What are the five things that when I do this, I am living my best life. For me, those things are date nights with my husband. I love a date night. Uh, it, we don't, it doesn't even have to be in, it doesn't have to be fancy. We could be going on a run together. We could take a walk with the dog. We can go to dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. We could go to the movies. Like it doesn't have to be fancy, but getting a date with him and it's a weekly thing for us. Getting a date with him makes me happy. So I put that on my list. The second thing that I put on my list was really good meals. I love a meal. I love a slow meal. Have you, have y'all ever been to this is like the most I have girlfriends who when you said something super obnoxious they'd always like put a a pretend monocle on their eyes like oh you're so fancy but have y'all ever or any of you listening have you ever been to Europe or have you ever been to 
Mexico City. Have you ever been to a place where having a beautiful meal is like a four-hour experience? And it doesn't even have to be fancy food. It's just they slowly work through the meal. They like, first you're going to order your drink. Then you're going to get a a little appetizer. Then we're going to talk for a while. Then now another thing. Like, have you ever had one of those dinners where it's just, it's slow and the food's amazing and you try. You're like, well, I don't know if I like salmon crudo or I don't know if I like that kind of meatloaf. Like, I don't know, but tonight I'm going to try it because it's a fancy. Di- I love it. I love a slow multi-course dinner. Someone somewhere is giving me a monocle symbol right now. Like, oh, you're, but I, I do. I love it. I love it. So that was on my list. The third thing that was on my list is long runs outside. I, I feel so much better, so much better when I physically move my body every day. I mean, obviously, most of us physically move our bodies every day, but doing some kind of workout makes me feel so good. And I can go to the gym a lot or I could like do a workout video or whatever. But the thing that is the biggest stress relief for me is running outside. And in fact, that was one of the hardest things. That's like the only thing I can think of that was super hard about moving to Austin from LA is in LA, I could run 12 miles on flat ground. And I live in Texas Hill Country. And so running outside is beautiful, but it's so hard because there's so many crazy hills around here. Also, I live out in the country. So I feel like at any moment, I'm about to be attacked by like a deer. That's besides the point. But um, date nights with my husband, long meals, long runs outside, that was a key. massage. Again, I feel like I'm getting a monocle. Um, But, you know, to be honest, I like wasn't going to tell other people my list of things that make me really happy. And they're not things that should just be in your everyday life. But we all have our stuff, right? These are these are not everyday things. These are like something that you sort of they're, they're more special than that. One of them is a massage. Who in the world doesn't love a back massage? I don't know who. Um, And I love it. And I really wanted to try and get, you know, in 2017, I had audited my calendar and I had done like two massages in the entire year. And I was like, come on, Rach, we can do better. So long dinners, long runs, date nights, massages, and dinners with my girlfriends. I wanted more dinners with my girlfriends, no boys allowed, where we just laugh, laugh our heads off have fun, get together. Remi- it's like reminds you who you are, makes you de-stress about all the stress in your life. I just wanted more of those things. Y'all, working remotely with your team is the new normal. I know it's the new normal over here and I have no idea when it might change. And this new way of working requires teams to be more collaborative wherever they are. Monday.com offers a flexible platform to manage any team, project, or workflow online. Bring your team together so you can continue to collaborate, plan, and track your work. Monday.com is a project management platform that makes effective teamwork possible near or far. You can keep all your team's work in one place and coordinate across different teams and departments. 
This way of project managing increases productivity and efficiency and facilitates transparency between everyone on your team. Let Monday.com take care of what slows you down so you can free up time to focus on the work that drives you. To start your free 14-day trial, go to Monday.com. So those are the five. I want you to know your five. What are the five things that you want to see more of this year that just they don't really serve anybody but you, but they make you feel great? And you know what? This is your list. Don't worry about anyone judging you for being fancy. You don't worry about anybody else's opinion. These are your things that make you feel great. So I want you to know those three categories, the stuff you want to repeat, the stuff you absolutely do not want to repeat, and the five things that you want to experience more in 2019. And then I start going through my calendar, every single appointment. And if it goes on the list of stuff I want to repeat or stuff I do not want to repeat, I would actually write down the sentence. So under stuff I want to repeat, maybe I would write, wrote, uh, girl wash your face. Uh, I would write, started an Instagram account just to motivate moms. Like I'd write the things that I was proud of and I wanted to keep doing. And then on the category of things that I did not want to repeat, this is why this is so stinking important for fellow business owners. When I looked at that list, and it was long, you guys, like every appointment, every meeting I took, every potential business partner that didn't pan out into anything, every partnership we did that I knew I shouldn't have done and then got into the relationship and then hated it. When I looked at that list, it was so long. And all I could think was if I could if if I could even know how much time I wasted, how much money I wasted, this page of all these things over the course of the year that I did that I don't ever want to do again, what if I could get that time back? What if I could get that money back? What if I had just spent more time on all the great stuff and less time on all this waste of, waste of energy? What we are trying to do and why I want you to audit your calendar is because I want you to be able to walk into this business next year, 2019. I want you to walk into 2019 knowing what you want to repeat and replicate and manifest and grow and what you absolutely do not want to do again so you can use that time to multiply the efforts that are going to serve you. And then the reason that I kept track of how many times I went to dinner or how many times I went on a long run is because I wanted to beat the number this year. That was my only goal in 2018 was I want to have had more dinners with my girlfriends than I had in 17. I want to go on more long runs than I did in 17. And what's so interesting about that is in order to track that, you know what I had to do? I had to put every single thing in my calendar. So many people struggle with time management or they struggle with how, how do you find the time to work out? How do you find the time to write the book? How do you find the time to date your husband? How do you find the time? Well, I find the time because everything's in the calendar. And if I schedule the time for the long run, if I schedule time for dinner with my friends, then it's 
much more likely to happen because it's locked in. And the thing was, in order to be able to track it, I had to put it in the calendar. So it served as a dual purpose because it forced me to plan for the good life. Plan for the good life. I mean, dang, that sounds like the title of a book. But anyway, um, I want you to audit your calendar. It's the first thing I do between Christmas and New Year's. I do the entire year. And like I said, it takes me about... I would say it took me about three hours to go through in detail and really remember what each one of those appointments were. And then I spent the next hour reviewing that information. What were the, what's the stuff that I really loved and how can I do more of that? What's the stuff that I hated? Why did I hate it? What's really interesting, I think, is especially those of you who are in client-based business or consultation-based business, if you can audit what worked and what didn't work, Sometimes what didn't work might have all come from the same place. Sometimes what was most successful for you might have all come from the same place. But if you don't audit, you don't know. Let me give you an example. When I was a wedding planner years ago, I don't know if you guys know, I was a wedding planner for about 10 years and a wedding and event planner. And I went to a conference, a business conference, And someone suggested, I'm actually, this is one of the things I'm going to teach in this month's coaching session, is someone suggested making a list of all of the jobs that I had gotten. So um, for me, it was like all the weddings I had done that year. For you, maybe you in a bakery, it's all of your orders. Let's say you do an MLM, it's all of the, um, the revenue that you've done. It was like make a list of all of the customers and jobs that you have this year. And then next to that customer job, I want you to put how much that was worth to you. So if uh, Mary Smith ordered a cake from your bakery one time and the cake costs $50, you're going to put $50 next to Mary Smith. If Sarah Jenkins ordered four cakes from you, I'm going to ask you to put $200 next to her name. And then here's the magic. I want you to do that for every single customer, every single job. I want you to know, A, what each customer is worth to you. Because all of your customers are not created equal. They should all be served well. You should care about every single person. But if you've got to put effort to woo, if you only have a limited amount of money, do you want to woo Mary Smith or do you want to woo <laughs> do you want to woo Sarah Jenkins? You want to woo the customer that spends more money, that has more money, that likes your product enough to keep coming back again and again and again because that's the person who's more likely to spend with you. That's the person who's more likely to tell her friends because she's clearly a raving fan. But if you don't make a list of all your jobs, if you don't know what they're worth financially, you don't know how to target them. Here's the other magic, and here's why I want you to do this. After you make a list of the person and you make a list of what they are worth to you financially, the next thing I want you to do is write down how you got them as a customer. Woo, that's important. How did you get them as a customer? I know some of you do uh, direct sales, and this could be interesting to do um, for your team. You're building a team. Uh, what, 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 are, what is each member of your team doing and where did they come from? Because what I found was when I did this with my customer base, let's say I had 10 to 15 weddings. Well, 15 of them were in a calendar year and 
five of the weddings were such high-end weddings that they made more money than all the other weddings combined. So five weddings did more business than 10 other weddings. And here's why there was magic. When I made the list and I wrote down how I got each customer, four of those high-end weddings had come from a photographer that I knew. You know, I was a wedding planner, and so I worked with vendors all the time. And there was this wedding photographer. She was so sweet. We loved each other. We worked really well together. And she would always recommend me. Uh, she would always tell her clients, oh, you should book Rach. And because she was a high-end photographer, all of the clients that came to me had bigger weddings. And as a wedding planner, the bigger the wedding, the more work it's a bigger job for you, the more you can charge. And so she, Susan, this photographer, was worth as a, like, she wasn't getting a commission. She wasn't getting a kickback. We just like working together. She referred me. I referred her. <coughs> And I was able to recognize that most of my revenue, not my customers, listen to me, not where the customers were coming from, but the revenue was coming from one person. And this was really helpful because I, at the time, was trying to decide um, back in the day, I, I don't know if it's still popular, it probably is, but the knot, this was like 15 years ago, the knot was the place that you advertised as a wedding planner. And... I was trying to decide if I could afford to advertise on the knot, which was expensive. And when I looked at that list, I was like, wait a minute. What if I just took Susan out to a really nice lunch? What if I just wrote her a handwritten thank you note and got her a gift and told her how much I appreciated her recommending me? What if I just made it my goal to make sure I referred her as often as she's referring me? That simple trick made it so that our relationship grew even stronger so that she referred more people my way and my revenue grew a ton simply because I identified where the customer came from. This matters in your calendar for your business and yourself because you should pay attention to the awesome opportunities that you had did that come from a source? Was that recommended by a friend or a business associate? Or did someone on your team go out and get you those clients and you really need to acknowledge the work that they've done for you? The flip side is, did you have some negative experiences this year? Did you have some things that you do not want to repeat? Because if that's the case, pay attention to who recommended them. When I was, uh, we did influencer marketing. We did a lot of influencer marketing back in 2017. And when I looked at the list of all of the partnerships that I regretted and wished that I hadn't done, the vast majority of them came from a specific marketing agency. They just made it super hard to deal with. They didn't take good care of their clients and therefore it was, it was hard to manage on our end. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'll never work with this marketing agency again. I don't care what they say. I don't care who the client is. It would save us so much time and energy if we just didn't accept any more work from them. The problem is as business owners, the problem is as people trying to build our careers, we're often moving so fast that we can't, we don't stop to see where we're going. We don't stop to analyze and reassess and make sure that we're headed in the right direction and make sure we're not making the same mistakes over and over. So 
please promise me that as you go into this year, you will audit your calendar from last year to help set you up for success. This is a weird question to ask about myself, but have you ever listened to the Rise podcast and thought, man, I wish Rachel Hollis could be my business coach. (laughs) I don't know that anyone's ever thought that, but even if you didn't, you're about to get the chance. For the first time ever, we are launching a coaching series for small business owners, for medium business owners, for basically anyone who wants to understand how to grow their revenue, how to increase the number of clients that they have, how to do work that matters, how to get attention on social media, basically all the things that I have learned through Google, through books, and through podcasts over the last 10 years. Every single month, we'll sit down for two hours in a live session where you can ask me questions and where I will teach on a topic that I feel like is foundational for a small business owner. To find out more information, head over to thehollisco.com forward slash coaching. The last thing I'm going to mention on the topic of calendar is like, please listen to me because someone needs to hear this right now and it will change your life. I want you to put your vacation into your calendar right now. If you are taking a vacation this year, and by golly, you should, I want you to right now call your shot like Babe Ruth. I want you to block out the week in your calendar right now, especially 100% times 1 million if you are a business owner. I want you to put it in your calendar because otherwise there's a chance that you won't do it or You'll do it rushed or you'll do it at the last minute and then it'll cost way more money because you didn't plan in advance. It gives you something to look forward to. It gives you a chance to decompress. And also, life is not about working yourself to the bone. You know, I think it's Tony Robbins says it all the time. Achievement without like without enjoyment, achieving all of these things but not being able to enjoy them Achieving all of these things but not having a relationship with your kids. Achieving all these things but never having time to grab a glass of wine with your college roommate. Achieving all these things and not like achieving the things in work. Achieving the things in business at the cost of having a life is a failure. And if you're like me, you'll work so hard that you'll forget to live well. And maybe, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh, sis, I don't need to put my vacation's been in there for three years. Congratulations. But for me, I have to be intentional in that way or a, a legit, like, I just won't, I won't do it. Whenever we're going through something hard, it always affects us in more than one way. In the season that I've been in in my life, going through a difficult time has affected my sleep. I feel like I'm getting insomnia again that I haven't had in several years. And being able to talk that through with my therapist and kind of unpack why that anxiety is showing up at night or why my thoughts are racing or why I can't seem to shut my head off has been super helpful for me. 
And if you have considered seeing a therapist or talking to a counselor, it has never been easier to meet with someone virtually. If you are not familiar with BetterHelp, then I want to make sure that you hear about it from me. BetterHelp has counselors who specialize in everything you can imagine. Depression, stress, anxiety, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem. Anything that you share is confidential, and the service is convenient and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of my podcast, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com rise. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash rise. So, Call your shot right now. Put your vacation in. And I also feel like I want to say, because I, I know I know this community, and I know right now there's someone who's listening who's never had a who's never had a vacation. Who's never had a summer vacation with their kids. In, in fact, when I when I have the opportunity to speak to a lot of direct sales organizations or MLMs, a lot of times women will say that one of the reasons that they wanted to to get into business or one of the reasons they started their Etsy shop or one of the reasons they started their small business or their side hustle or whatever it is that they're working on was because they wanted to take a vacation with their family. That was their goal. And so I know that there's someone listening to this who thinks, oh, I'm, yeah, someday we're going to take a vacation, but I, I can't put the dates in the calendar because... I don't have enough money yet, or that's not something that we're able to do. And what I would challenge you on is to create the life that you want. I'm not saying that you put something in the calendar for next month. Maybe, you know, if you're listening to this in January, maybe you put something on the calendar in July because, you know, the kids will be out of school. And maybe it's just three days, somewhere that you're getting away to. But how, like, if you called it now, you could start planning for it now. You could start creating it now. If you called it now, you could identify what it's going to cost for you to have that vacation that you set your heart on. And you can work towards something. You could get the kids involved. Or if you're newly married, you could, you could do it as a couple. Or dang it, if you're all the single ladies, like a Beyonce song, you can do it for yourself. You can start planning the incredible thing that you're going to make for yourself right now. Don't wait until you have, don't wait until you get at a, a certain level to be the person you want to be or live the life you want to live. You, you got to choose that right now. And that looks like creating room in your calendar and creating slots in your calendar to work to be the person you want to be. Another really important part of our new year we do it every single year. We actually do it with our kids. I used to do it by myself. Um, but we do a vision board. So every single year on New Year's Day, we sit down with our kids and we have saved up magazines and we all have like a piece of construction paper and we talk about 
our, our hopes and our dreams and our goals for ourselves in the coming year. And I used to do this for business, and I, that's why I really want you guys to do it. I want you to take the time to envision where it is that you want to go this year and how you're going to get there. And if you need some help and guidance to do that, please go listen to, it's about six episodes back here on the podcast. I read the opening chapter of the Start Today Journal. The idea being that this is the process that I use to start every single day and you do not need to buy one of our fancy journals in order to do it. You can do it anywhere at all on a post-it, in a notebook, on a piece of construction paper. So you can go back and listen to that episode and use it as how you visualize the year. But what's important is that you do visualize the year. What's important is that you know where you're going. Do you know where you're going? Do you have a plan for what this year is going to be for you and your business? Because if you know what you're aiming at, you can back up from there. So many people think like, oh, I got to take a step and then I'm going to move a little bit more forward. And then No. The, I'll tell you the idea behind Girl Stop Apologizing, which comes out in a couple months, is I wanted to give the step-by-step tips for how I achieve a goal how I've achieved any goal, personally or professionally. With me, and and with most people I think they'd tell you, you start with the goal and you work backwards from there. But if you don't know where it is you're headed, if you don't know how to grow your business, if you don't know what it is you want to achieve, how in the world are you going to head in the right direction? See, too many of you are so busy keeping your head above water with the business that you never get the chance to get a stride and start swimming. You're not, you're not making any progress. You're not making any traction because you're spending all the time treading water just trying to survive. The first step to getting a hold of it, to feeling in control of this business and where it goes for you this year, is to map out where you're headed. And I really like a vision board because I like the imagery. It helps me It helps me to imagine where it is I'm trying to go. If you want more detail, like if you want to see what that looks like or why I do it or how I do it, there is a post on my blog, the chicsite.com is where you can do that. And if you search vision board, you'll find like if you're just curious how I how I go into that or how I incorporate it with my kids. Um, it's very, it's very simple. And also you could just go on Pinterest. There's tons of ideas on how to do a vision board, but I love doing it on New Year's. And then we pin it up in our closet. And every single day when I get dressed, I see the vision. I see the inspiration. I see what it is that I want to be. So I want you to audit your calendar. I want you to call your shots and I want you to have a vision of what it is you want next. The last thing that I want you to do as you plan out the year is what just popped into my head is, of course, another um, it's another line from John Maxwell's book, which I was talking about earlier. This is not an ad, I promise. It's just a book that I love. But the very first line in that book is so good because he's telling the story about being a young man and someone asking him the question, what are your plans for personal development? Like, what's your plan? And he kind of stares at the, the guy because he's like, uh, um, wow. Uh, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't have a plan. And I think for a lot of you, 
it might make sense to be like, well, I want to get promoted this year or I want to grow my business to the next level or I want to increase my revenue. You, you can easily come up with goals in that area. But what's your plan for how you're going to develop to be a stronger leader? What's your plan for how you're going to learn more? What's your plan for growing in your industry? What's your plan? Hope is not a strategy. Hoping that you're going to get better is not a strategy. You actually need to figure out where you're going to go. So for in my life, some of the things that I have loved, uh, we commit, Dave and I commit every six months, we go to a, a personal development conference or a business conference. And I know that there are people who listen to this and say like, oh, well, I don't have the finances for that. I don't have the, of course, there were years and years where I couldn't afford to go to a conference. But a lot of times, depending on where you live, there are great opportunities with your local chamber of commerce. There's typically stuff in your community. And let's say you live in rural Alaska and there's nothing for you to do to grow in your business up in Alaska. Well, take to the internet. What course could you take? What YouTube videos could you watch? The, there's so much information out there for you to learn and grow, but you've got to identify where it is you want to go. It like it blows my mind. It, it actually makes me angry when people start listing off all of the excuses for why they don't have the information they need to grow their business or to grow their career. It makes my head explode in an in, in, in an age of this much free information. Your ignorance is a choice. Every single thing that you want to know how to do exists right now on the Internet for free. And I know you've heard me say it too many times, but I'm going to keep repeating it because there are still people who like a lot of the comments when I talk about business or here on the podcast or with books, a lot of the negative comments I get are people who are like this rich chick trying to tell me what kind of life I need to have this person with all of her money and all of her privilege and what, and what makes my like uh, it I hate that attitude not we all have our we all come from our own history and so I understand that people making those comments they're coming from their own place but what I hate is that you're missing the point if you hear me offering this advice and you're like well that's easy for you to say with your money or with your business I want to beat my head against a wall because I'm like I Moved to L.A. at 17 years old. And guys, if you haven't figured this out yet, I didn't move to L.A. because mommy and daddy were rich and I was going to go live somewhere cool. I moved to L.A. to escape a really crappy childhood. I moved to L.A. and I worked three jobs in order to survive. And I still could only afford groceries from the 99 cent store and I was happy to have them. So when you look at the success that I have right now, you are looking at someone who worked their tail off to get here. So you're darn right. I'm going to talk about what it looks like to be on the other side of this because I hope that it inspires you. If you see someone else's success and all you can say is, well, that's easy for you to say, you know what? Stay where you are. Stay right there in your misery with your excuses and never change because there is information right now that would fundamentally change your life.
that you could Google that would change your life, that would change the life of your family, that would change your community, that would help you build a business, grow a team, be the person you always wanted to be. That exists right now for free on the internet. But there are people who will not access it because it's easier to list out the reasons and the excuses for why someone else has it and you can't. So you get to decide right now whether or not you're going to make a plan for your personal growth. Because if you grow as a person, I promise you, I promise you, your business will flourish. Because every single thing, every success or failure in a business is ultimately the responsibility of the person at the top. And if you're listening, there's a good chance that's you. So do you have a plan for how you're going to get better? Do you know the areas that if you improved in these areas, it would take your business to the next level? And, and, and can we do that? Can we pursue those goals for ourselves without shame in 2019? Because the thing that I hear all the time from women especially is that they want to do that thing. They want to pursue it. They want to grow but what will people think? But how will I be judged? But they're going to think that I'm not a good mom because I'm working instead of... Guys, those other people don't have to pay your bills. Those other people are not going to have to watch someone else's family go on vacation this summer while you sit home wishing it could have been you. Those other people, your sister, your mother-in-law, strangers on the internet, they don't have to live with your regrets. They don't have to look back on the last 10 years and go, man, where could I have been by now if I just didn't keep quitting on myself? 2019 is the year where women stop apologizing for who they are and start embracing who God made them to be. You are capable of incredible things. You are powerful. You are strong. You can do something magic. But the first step is taking ownership of where you are and where you're going. Hey guys, I hope you liked this, how to plan your year, how to get your business going. I hope you liked that fire. I got real fired up at the end. I think the espresso kicked in hard. But if you like this episode, I hope that you will screenshot it and share it with your friends, most especially because I think it's got some really tactical advice for fellow business owners. So please, 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 will you do me a favor? Will you tell your friends about it on social? Will you, you know, if nothing else, but if they own small businesses, side hustles, Etsy shops, they do direct sales with you. Will you tell them this is the episode to start your year off right? Thanks, guys. Love you. So this week, I announced my next book. It's called Didn't See That Coming. It's all about how you put your life back together after your world falls apart. I actually wrote this inside of quarantine because I wanted something that y'all could read as you transition out of the crisis of a pandemic. And then inside of writing it, my world fell apart. And 
This is a story of how you keep on going. This is a story of the tactics and the tools that I have used time and time again when I have gone through grief or loss or trauma. The book comes out on September 29th and you can find it today. You can pre-order wherever books are sold. And yes, I am narrating the audio as always. But if you pre-order, meaning if you buy it any time before September 29th, if you go to didn'tseethatcomingnewbook.com, you can get my one-hour course on how to rebuild. How do you rebuild your life? Free one-hour course plus a workbook that you can print out and utilize to start the process. It's something that I thought I could give you to be helpful as you transition to whatever comes next. Didn't See That Coming is my new book, and I hope that you will check it out.